You are listening to episode 10 with my good friend and former classmate, Andrew Bonaparte. I, I've always been interested in the internet, making money online, because I figured it would allow me to reach the world. And so then I had to figure out, well, what would be a, a product that I could, I could sell and it didn't matter what your location was. What's going on, everybody? You are here. You are in the place. This is The Bear Cave, where we talk about reaching our own version of awesomeness as we navigate through the real world. I'm your host, Ted, and this is my journey. We're talking real life here, people. And I just want to take you guys along with me. My guest today on this recording is one of my closest friends, Andrew Bonaparte. And he is just a really great guy. Uh, like I said before, we have been friends for a while now. We went to high school together and we actually went to the same college. We were just there at two different times. Uh, we lost contact while we were in high school, once we graduated, I should say, once we graduated from high school, and then we were able to reconnect, and yeah, since then, uh, man, we, we've, we've watched each other grow, um, we've helped each other out in our different business endeavors, um, we've watched each other uh, just through life, um, both married, he has a, a daughter, um, I have a dog. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's just a really, really great guy, and he has done so much in his uh, entrepreneur journey. I mean, from starting a typing business to selling T-shirts, uh, he he's just been all over the place with uh, yeah, with with uh, his just different ideas that he has come up with and the different things he has taken action on I mean it's it's just so amazing and more recently he has jumped online and he has joined the YouTube community and he is doing some really cool things there so on this recording we just we're just going over a few things just again his his journey through entrepreneurship uh, the different things that he's done and now with him being on YouTube him being married and having a kid and and just just being on this journey now this conversation did happen in november of 2020 i think i think we started i think this happened in november so um there are going to be a couple of references of course to what happened last year 2020 but um all this stuff is is just good 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 stuff now again we have known each other for years so be prepared for a bit of foolishness uh, but also be prepared to have a really good time so without further ado my good friend mr andrew bonaparte so i got andrew bonaparte here what's going on man how you been hey i'm good no complaints on my end just you know staying away from the plague that's currently sweeping across the, <laughs> the world <laughs> the plague So, Andrew, man, okay, so I don't know if you have done the math at all, uh, but we have known each other for almost 30 years. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember? Okay, so... Andrew and I actually we went to high school together um, hey, hey. back in Miami or here I'm, in Miami. I'm sorry to interrupt hey. people uh, listening. But, but time out for a second. Please don't. You don't call me Andrew, so this is weird. <laughs> say what? You don't. You don't typically call me Andrew. So every time you say it, I'm like well, Andrew. Drew. Let's, yeah. Let's just let's just go with that. Go with, go with Drew. Yeah, say Andrew. That's more, that's more natural okay. for you. <laughs> okay. I can do that. I can do that. I'll, I'll try to be formal and, and more professional. No, no. No, thank you. All right. 
and all right, begin. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Drew. Drew, it is. Uh, Drew, it is. Um, so, <laughs> so Drew and I, Drew and I went to high school together. Um, because wait, you you got there in high school, or did you get there in junior high? We went to a private school, and and the school had all the grades. Every grade, there was no grades left behind, no grades left out. That's right. Um, really, think it really inclusive. Really went from preschool all the way up. Um, and uh, no, but well, we met up in tenth, think, tenth grade. Tenth grade, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's still almost been it's still almost been thirty years, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Time is definitely flying. Yeah, it was 10th grade because uh, I, I did one year at that school, and then I moved to Orlando, and I finished out yeah. my last two years. Yep, that was it. You only did one year? I thought you did two. No, it was it was just one. Um, wow, that was, a, mm-hmm. that was a memorable year. <laughs> yes, indeed. I, I remember we... Uh, our friendship began, I will never forget, um, our friendship began for real, for real in algebra class. And I'll, I'll never yep. forget two things happened. Number one, um, I had some notes <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a pad and I had highlighted, but it turns out that I highlighted everything and you were like, so you, <laughs> you highlighted the stuff you need to, you need to pay attention to. <laughs> I basically highlighted the whole page. And then another thing that happened was uh, <laughs> the teacher, I won't say her name, but she was teaching up a storm. And I leaned over to you and I was like, man, uh, I'm lost. And you were like, they ain't even come pick me up yet. <laughs> like, I like this guy. This guy. <laughs> this, I remember that. Yeah, this, I, this guy I, I, should yeah. be my friend. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. oh man good times good times Mm -hmm. i remember the story that you told me when you first when we first met we were in spanish class Hmm. i think it was spanish class when you walked into the door and i i I remember that but i remember the entire I guess the, 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 when, when you walked through the door of the classroom, uh, I was sitting in the back. I had a headache, and I was wearing shades um, because I, I had, like, migraine headaches. I actually still get them every now and then, not as, not as much as I used to, but every now and then I get one. But I was sitting in the back of the class. I was kind of slumped down in my seat. Um, my eye, Even though I had on shades, my eyes were still kind of squinty. You walked into the classroom. And you let me know years later that you thought that you were going to have problems with me. When you walked into class, you said, oh, shoot, this is this is the guy that I'm going to have issues with. I can I can tell right now. For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember it perfectly. I remember the story. And, and look at us now. Huh. Almost 30 years later. Well, isn't that something? Yeah, I guess, you know, I just, uh, uh, maybe my, my way of dealing was I deployed that that humor and charm. And I was like, yeah, let me get this dude on my side. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and as you say, look at us now. Yeah. <laughs> but really, really, look at us now. Because we have we have been friends like again for almost 30 years now and, and the more and more and I say it the more and more depressed I get but we have known each other for that long uh from high school we went to the same college for a little bit um although we weren't there at the same time mm-hmm. uh, I went there for my freshman year then I left and then you came for your sophomore year um and I moved back to Florida, went to Florida State. That's where I graduated. Um, you never came back to Florida after that, though. Um, Am I right? You mean, so, no, well, I did. So I, I went to, 
I went to college in Alabama, and then once mm-hmm. I graduated, um, I moved back to Florida. I was there okay. working for two years, and then I moved. Okay. So you moved after after two years. Okay, because once I left, I came back to Florida, went to Florida State, graduated, um, and then I came back to Miami. And this is where I am, and I have not left here at all. Um, and from moving moving from from Orlando, not Orlando, I'm sorry, you were in right now <laughs> yeah i don't remember so yeah i was in orlando I, I so basically okay i was right there's there's a gap with 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 me and you because we lost contact because uh yeah, we were both we in, yeah we were both in florida at the same time but i didn't have your contact information on and i really wasn't in contact with anybody any mutual friends mm-hmm. so it took a little while. I think I think I was I finally moved out here to Texas and I don't, I don't even remember how it happened, but we we were able to regain contact. And then, you know, that's been, been we haven't lost contact since. Got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So but from there, you moved out. And when did the. I guess I don't want to call it the entrepreneurial bug start because I know you got a few stories about actually um, when we were in college and you had a couple of ideas for things. We're not going to talk about all of them because some of them uh, I don't I don't know when when is when is that time period that when someone finds something out about you, they can take you to jail. (laughs) Um, But we're not we're not going to talk about all of them. Mm -hmm. Nothing illegal. But uh-huh, uh-huh. it wasn't one hundred percent legal. Um, but let's let's say when did you first do something when you ha- when you had your first like business idea and you were like, "Yo, I can turn this into something bigger," mm-hmm. and not and not it just be a hustle. Okay. Okay. Well, that last, okay. Um, I, I have to say, I won't dwell on it, but the bug, it, it's, it's been, it's not even a bug. It's, it's in my DNA. So I remember as a kid, mm. um, I was probably, probably about 10 at least, 10, mm. 11. Um, I remember talking to my parents about, you know, making some money because my parents didn't give me an allowance. Um, if I really, really needed something, they would give me money for that thing. But for the most part, mm. if I had money to spend, is because I figured out a way to to earn it. And so I, I talked to my mom about going around the neighborhood and planting um, flowers and whatnot for the neighbors. And she supported me 100. percent And I, I did that. I went around and I got a couple neighbors to agree to let me plant, you know, their flowers if I'd see. They'd gone to the store and they had their flowers ready to to go, but they just haven't put them in. Then um, I was able to do that. <clears throat> so that so that's that turned into well, not turned into, but later on when I got to college, um, I needed money again. So freshman year, um, I set up a typing service and I put you know flyers all around campus uh, saying that I would type papers a dollar a page because I could uh, I could type fast so I knew it would just be a, a volume type thing yeah uh, the funny thing about that is I did not own <laughs> a computer um, but <laughs> my uh, my roommate did I didn't even ask him if he was be if he was down with it I just assumed a few things <laughs> so uh, so I did that for a bit then I had a, a snack shop um, running out of my room like my senior year no my junior year uh, in college. So it, it's, it's always been in my system. <clears throat> now, nice. the one that I thought could actually, I, I've always been interested in the internet, making money online, because mm-hmm. I figured it would 
allow me to reach the world. And so then I had to figure out, well, what would be a, a, a product that I could, I could sell and it didn't matter what your location was. And so for a little bit, around 2007, 2008, um, I did an online uh, store and part of it was through eBay. And I really thought that was gonna turn into something because it was starting to, and the sales were picking up, I was getting orders. It, it, was, it was what I was looking for. I'd go to sleep and wake up and there was, there was money in my PayPal account, there were orders. I'm like, man, this is, this is great. Um, and then- and, and, when, and what year was that? That's around 2008. 2008, <clears throat> I remember, okay. Huh? I remember because uh, 2008 was also the reason why it, it died, because that's when we had the uh, the the yeah. whole Great Recession and yeah, it just it yeah, killed yeah, it. Yeah. Oh man! But yeah, if, if so we're talking about the first one, mm -hmm, around 2008. 2008 was it? Mm -hmm. All right. Do you remember what you were selling? Oh yeah, selling uh, women's handbags. <laughs> of you course, were selling women's handbags. <laughs> said, of course. What kind of question is that? <laughs> wow, that is something. So from 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 having your own, you you had a gardener business, mm -hmm. landscaping and gardening, mm -hmm. so typing services, so convenience, uh, uh, a little small convenience or snack shop. Mm -hmm. Two thousand eight is when it was just like, yo, this is something that I can actually build and scale. Unfortunately, yeah, 2008 was terrible. That, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I was actually in the real estate world at that time, uh, working for a large commercial real estate firm. And yeah, it was bad. Mm -hmm. uh, 2008, 2009 was terrible. So from, from, from that, when you got that, I'm not gonna say that bug, but when you found that, it's like, okay, yeah, making money on the internet, is the thing mm -hmm. that's it this, this is where you're going to put your energy <clears throat> and now you're you're you are actually you're building uh, uh you're building something on the internet right right now um how many different things because we're talking about a, what was that 11 12 years in between when you were like yo this is it. The internet is where it's going to be to right now. About how many other little ventures did you kind of like stick your hand in and, and, and work on before you got to this point? Hmm. I probably, I, I would just say no fewer than five. Okay. All right. Just five different things. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> because you know, once I'll get an idea, and I'll jump on it right away. Yeah, that that <laughs> that's a good thing, but then they don't all necessarily have longevity. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so so that's why I have to say no fewer than instead of giving you an exact answer, um, because there I'm mm -hmm. sure there've been other little things along the way that um, I've started and then they just fizzled out you know, as fast as they started. But yeah, uh, I'm constantly like the, the last big thing um, that I had, you know, some good success in uh, until I just did not <laughs> was uh, was day trading. So so that's I guess it's yeah. not in the same vein of, of you know, a, a business. But as far as something that's generating income. Yeah, that was mm -hmm the last big thing. And, um, I bring it up because of the connection to the internet. You also had a, a, a few opportunities to train people and stuff. Yes. So I would definitely put that in there. Yeah. 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 I, I remember that. I remember people were contacting you about that. Um, even people that we, um, that we both know, mm -hmm. uh, I, I get that we have a mutual knowance of that's not what I wanted to say at all. Yeah, I like that word. Mutual friends. No one. There we go. 
<laughs> no. Just coin, coin some words today. <laughs> Mutual knowing something. Um, here we are now. Here we are now. And everyone knows that making money through YouTube is a possibility. We see it all the time. There's a lot of people that are at the top of that um, YouTube entrepreneurial influencer, whatever you want to call it, food chain. And there's a l still a lot of room, I believe, there's still a lot of room for people to make money, to make art, to push a business, um, so many different ways that they can make money on YouTube. And that seems as though that's kind of where, that, that's, that's the lane that you're playing in now. Right. Let's talk about this journey because it's a, I've been, I've been around for this journey and it's very interesting. I actually, I, I, I kind of like the story. Uh, you are one of, one of the stories that I bring up when I'm talking to um, a few other people when they're thinking about doing things on YouTube. Let's go back to the very first, the first go around with YouTube. So basically the, the, the origin story. Yeah. The origin story. Yeah. As you know, I'm, I'm in the education space. Um, and I, I clearly remember being a teacher, my first, uh, first and second year teaching. And there were, there's all this terminology, all these, uh, you know, instructional best practices that have all these, you know, interesting names. And, um, they were just being kind of tossed around. And I noticed everybody was talking about them like they knew, or they would at least respond um, with some familiar familiarity <laughs> to whatever that um, <clears throat> instructional practice was. And I'm there like, uh, I don't know what y'all talking about, but I, I can't say that <laughs> because I've been te teaching uh -huh. long enough to where I, in my mind, I'm supposed to know this. And so mm. what would happen is eventually I would see some of these things in practice. And then I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I do that. But I didn't know that's what it was called. So I decided I figured there were there had to be plenty of people like me. Um, and so I decided I would just I would start a channel that was focused on explaining some of those instructional strategies. Um, and mm -hmm. I, had, I had found a. Uh, uh, well, around that time, the uh, whiteboard uh, videos were really popular. And I did some research and found, you know, uh, software that you could use to create those. So I figured that would be a cool way to um, approach that project. Um, since, you know, as teachers, you're constantly writing on the whiteboard, that type of thing. So so that was the that was the beginning of Let's Teach. It was like, I'm going to you know, create this, this channel that's really focused on explaining instructional strategies, breaking them down. And then as time went on, I, I would find some other topics that would be relevant um, for the channel. But that, yeah, that was the, that was the motivation. So now at that time, when, when you were putting up the whiteboard videos, um, did you, I guess, see the the, the, the opportunity or, or yeah, let's go with that. Did you see the opportunity to create something to monetize it or were you just making information easier to digest for people? It was, it was both whether okay. this, this is either good or bad, but whenever I do something, the motivation, like I don't really have hobbies. I don't call them hobbies necessarily. Whenever I do something, there's it's because it's motivated by money. Right? There's okay. in in my head I'm thinking if I do this thing, if I put out this time and effort, there's a chance that I will be able to make money off of it. Um okay. and like I said, that's either good or bad. <laughs> but it is it is what it is. So when I started it, I was thinking um these 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 would uh, gain po uh, popularity, and then perhaps they would be my channel would be uh, monetized, and so I, that's mm -hmm. that's what I was thinking because 
you know, these instructional strategies, as long as you're a teacher, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you're going to employ some of these strategies. So that, that, that check that box for me. It's internet based. There's a chance that the videos would make some money. Um, and then if I built an audience, maybe I could, you know, parlay that into something else. Let's kind of fast forward in that little scenario there. You took some time away from it. Was it because you weren't seeing anything from it or it was just because, you know, these other things are going on? Uh, a big thing, th this, this has really been my entrepreneurial journey has, has, uh, it's, it's been a good thing for me because it's helped shine a light on some of my, my personality. And one thing mm -hmm. I realized is that I'm not a very patient person. And so that is what um, led to the, to the pause on the first iteration of let's teach. I, I was spending a lot of time. Like I said, if, if I get an idea, I, I go at it 100%. I'm all in. Yeah. And so these videos were very time consuming to create, but I figured it's okay. There's going to be a payoff at the end. And I would upload these videos and you get 10 views you get 20 views mm -hmm. and I'm like, what? <laughs> I spent how many hours, you know, putting all this together and this is, this is the response. So that happened enough times to where I was like, well, this is a waste of time because I'm not, I'm not going to make any money off of 10 views on a video. So yeah, so so that's really what what did it. I didn't see results fast enough, and so I um, I left it alone. But I felt like like I liked the the idea I had. You know, let's teach. I had really worked on you know um, doing the the business paperwork and whatnot. So in the back of my head, I was like, I, I I'm not gonna just completely eradicate it. I'm just gonna leave it there. Um, but I, I, it's not paying off right now. So I, I, there are probably other things I can be doing and, and getting a return on investment a lot faster than, mm -hmm. you know, creating these videos. But one thing I'll add, yeah. the, the attraction to video is I'm always going to be attracted to, to, to video and to digital products because and, mm -hmm. and I, along the way, I learned about this thing called evergreen content. I didn't know it when I first started, mm -hmm. but I, I'm like, if you create something and you do it well, and it's not tied to a certain um, year or a certain time frame, then that thing lives on. And that, I think that was one of the reasons why I didn't kill the channel. I didn't, you know, kill the the business entity because I was like yeah I created something people aren't watching it right now but maybe it could turn into something in the future yes and speaking of that because this this is this is kind of like this, this is the part of the story that I like so again when when was this I would say maybe it was like I don't know six years ago let, let me I can check man because I want I want to say this was like Say 2000, 2012, 2013? Yeah, 2016. When, when, 2016. 2016. Okay, mm -hmm. 2016. So four years ago. Let's fast forward four years from 2016. Mm -hmm. We go and back we and we look at your channel. One of the videos that you posted, 2016, had how many views was it again? <laughs> uh, right now it's, it's 240,000. 240,000 views <laughs> yeah. from one of the very first videos that you put up. Also, unbeknownst to you, how many subscribers did you end up getting? Uh, I think and this was, before the revamp, it was, it, well, it was over 2,000. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you, and you weren't, and you weren't touching it. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, I, I would I would look periodically and 
or no, I wouldn't okay. look, but, but the, I would get these emails saying, you know, this person subscribed, that's for that person subscribed. <laughs> and in my mm-hmm. head, I was like, ah, that he's scammer. What, what are they getting out of this? <laughs> they, they must realize the, the channel's dormant and yeah. Cause a lot of the names were, they were very foreign names. So I was like, ah, oh, Al Qaeda. Okay. All right. Terrorists. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. Who you spammers. <laughs> yeah, but that but that's not even a joke. I, I I'm serious. Like I was like, what are you, why are y'all subscribing? You know, <laughs> I, I was a little annoyed. It's like yeah, it's salt in the wound. Come on, people, stop playing. <laughs> so, but Chris, because this is actually going back to that evergreen. Uh, uh, yeah part that, that that you spoke about um a little earlier because so, yeah the, the information that you had up on the well it's still there the in, information that you have on it is very evergreen stuff mm-hmm. and you also found out that one of your videos was being used someone took advantage of one of your videos <laughs> that's right that's right yeah that, that that was um that was surprising so because I had just completely walked away from the channel, I wasn't looking at, you know, the analytics or anything like that. It, it, none, of it ma- none of it mattered. But I got an email, and this is a little bit more recent. Um, maybe, maybe a year ago was the most recent email that I got where uh, they were asking if they could use the video in one of their, in, in one of their courses. And this was a, um, this is an online university. And the only reason they were reaching out is because they needed, they wanted me to update the, um, the captions because the automatic captions on YouTube aren't always accurate. And so the, the first time I got an email like that, again, I'm like, come on. <laughs> I, di- I didn't take it seriously. And, and so I, I didn't do it. And then finally, I responded, and it was more along the, the lines of, okay, I, I can do that for you. Um, why don't you let me know who, you, who you're working for, and perhaps uh, I can, you know, like set up some consulting-type deal with them. And Because that was one of the things I did for a little bit. Um, I did some educational mm-hmm. consulting. I remember. And, uh, yeah. By the time I got back to them, they were like, uh, don't worry about it. We found another video. <laughs> I'm like, well, screw you. <laughs> but then I got another email from, from an, a different um, university. And this particular video that they wanted to use, it's, one, it's, a, it's on a topic that a lot of teachers struggle with. So it really caught my attention. Like, okay, this, this is serious. So I went ahead and I just, um, I did the captions and I asked them if they would at least post a, um, a comment and they did that. They didn't do it under their, their official, you know, the, the university name, but they, they basically was like, Hey, this is a really good, um, video. And that is what got me thinking again, like, Hmm, this, this thing has some life. And uh, I checked out the analytics, and then it turned out that the, those educational videos from, you know, four years prior were uh, being shared. They were, they were being used in, um, I mean, you could see some of the extensions, the .edu's, um, or you could see them that they've been embedded in different um, LMS um, learning management systems like Canvas and Blackboard. I was like, what? You know, they st- and then, and then I started paying attention to the views. Like, wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, that it's tens of thousands of views. It it, it kind of blew my mind. But yeah, that's uh that's that whole idea of evergreen content. Um that 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 was a good uh example for me, I guess, to see. Like, yeah, I made these four years ago, I walked away from them four years ago because I figured I just wasted my time. Nobody's watching. And then when I'm not paying attention, they get found and they're being used 
all over. Yeah, I really, I, 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 like I said, I, I, I use that story when I'm, I'm talking to, uh, not even just people that are thinking about getting on YouTube, but uh, just in business, mm-hmm. you know. Period. It's like, yo, you got, you got to stick these things out because you just, you just never know when it's going to, when things are going to break. You gotta, you gotta just keep pushing forward, right? Um, um, with things, yeah. And one more thing. Uh, so this, this, I, I got a, an email, and this is really the email that made me start after a while thinking, okay, let me, let me see if I can get back to the channel. Let me wake it up. Uh, this guy emailed me and he was like, I don't know if you know this, but your videos, a lot of your videos are being used in our district trainings. And it, it, it just so happened. It was the school district that I worked for when I was in Florida, those first two years. And I was like, what? He's like, I don't know if you know, and I don't know if you're getting paid. <laughs> it's like, that's a no on either one of those, sir. You know, what's, what is this about? But yeah, he, he had wanted to see if we could um, do some business, you know, around that and whatnot. Uh, that didn't pan out, but that was, that was really, really interesting to me to, to find that out. That's really good stuff. And, and, and that, that, that's one of the, the, the things that I actually love about YouTube um, and building a business, not only on YouTube, but using using YouTube as a tool. Um, it can just reach so many people and, and you don't know who it might impact, mm-hmm. um, which I guess can be a good thing and a bad thing. Um, but if you are, well, I think if you're doing things for the right reasons, uh, it can have a very good impact on people, well, depending on what you're doing, what you're using it for. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've learned some lessons. You've learned some lessons uh, because when you first started building your content, it was taking a lot of time, taking a lot of energy. And now, because you you've been you have hit you have hit this thing hard, man. Uh, you you produce how many videos a week now? Well, I, I post three a week. Three videos a week. And when you first started, um, how many videos were you able to like make, create, and, and uh, post? Uh, I'd, I'd be doing great to do one a week. I mean, one it, a week. Yeah, it definitely wasn't <laughs> that often. And that, that was something that I learned, though. And, and some of our conversations helped me understand that along with, um, you know, doing research and whatnot about the frequency and, and, and making sure that, uh, you're basically on a, on a schedule and thinking about this, like a, like a TV program, as opposed to, you know, just on a whim. Okay. I haven't made a video in a, in a month or two. So let me put something out there. So yeah, when I first started, it was, if I had time or as I had time, I'd make a video, I'd post it and then I'd wait. I'd wait to see what the views are. No views? Well, I don't really have a lot of motivation to make the next one until finally, oh, okay, yeah, this is another one that's come up. Maybe working with teachers and whatnot, start getting a common um, thread about, you know, information they're lacking. And so that'll that'll motivate me again to make another video. So it was really sporadic uh, initially. And so you now you, you, you're up to three videos a week, which man, for me, that, that's, that's a big number. Um, I know it's only three, but oh my gosh, that's a big number. I know, I know people that are doing, uh, a video a day. Um, Mm. and it's just like, yo, that is, that is insane to me. It's like, when do you have time to, you know, use the bathroom? That is just, it just (laughs) seems like it's so much. Right. It really does, man. It's like that. That's that's a lot. That's a a lot that you have to do. But because you've learned so much stuff along the way, you have actually picked up a couple of uh, different techniques that you're using. Um, And first, I think uh, uh, let's go into what your video style is um, before we actually talk about how you're getting three videos a week done. Um, because your videos are not like 
the talking head videos where the person sitting there talking to you, explaining something, and you might get a, a clip of B-roll or supplemental footage to show or explain what you're talking about, um, which you did dabble in for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I do uh, remember that. Um, but let's talk about the type of videos that you're creating now. Yeah, so the videos I create now, as far as the style goes, it's in response, I guess you could say, to lessons learned along the way. Because like you, you mentioned, I did try that other style of video where I'm, I'm on camera. But I was finding that in my everyday life, that wasn't always feasible. So I might have time to record something, but I don't have my lights and all that set up. Like I don't have a permanent, an area where I can just leave my lights up, uh, have a backdrop just set. So I don't have a walk into this space. I don't have a studio, walk into this space, hit the buttons and then sit down and record. When I tried to do that, I would also have times where I'm like, oh shoot, I forgot to um, charge up my, my camera battery. Um, or I didn't shave <laughs> and it's, it's three in the morning. And if I go do any of that stuff, I'm going to wake up, you know, my wife or whatever. So because of all those things, I went back to how it all started. As far as my first videos were uh, basically screencast. All right, so even though they're the, the, they were the uh, whiteboard um, style of video, it was, I'm saying screencast, meaning I would record a script and then do a voiceover, and then I would just add the visuals after the fact. And so all the videos I make now, um, they're that style. And it's because it fits my, my current reality. Uh, doing, doing that style, style of video, um, like before we started this, uh, this call, I did two recordings. I didn't edit the recordings mm. or anything, but I, I had things written. So I went ahead and I recorded them. I had a little snippet of time so I could just knock it out. And then later on, I'll go back and I'll edit the audio and so on. Um, kind of lost my, my, <laughs> my train of thought here, but that, but that's, that's, <laughs> That's one reason I do that style, because I can, I can take different opportunities that I have throughout the day, and I can do some work that's going towards a completed video. And I could never do that mm-hmm. if I had to be on camera. It wouldn't happen as easily. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think the system that you kind of uh, adopted is also... Uh, I think that that's also something that that's, you know, helping with your success with all of this, um, because coming up with content to put up is it, it, it can be daunting. It can be frustrating um, and it can take a lot of time. Uh, but you have actually put put a, a nice little system in place with that. Um, what, what, what is the, the, the system that you have uh, right now? What is what does that look like? Well, so, so number one, I've finally decided the, the, the change that I've made to the channel, I'll go there first. Instead of, I wanted a wider audience. Um, I was going back to the fact that I'm, I'm making these videos, they're not being watched until they were being watched. <laughs> but I, I was thinking if I'm just targeting teachers, um, then it, it, the growth might be slow. So I wanted something that would fit a wider audience. And I decided to tap into my natural curiosity. I'm, I'm a Googler. Uh, I guess that I'd be a serial Googler. <laughs> Questions pop in my head and I will get on Google and I'll, I'll, I'll research. And I'm not satisfied until I, get, until I get the answer. And when I thought about it, I'm like, well, you know, that's why I'm a natural teacher. Because once I get the answer, then I want to share it. So I figured, well, let me put that into the channel. The stuff that I'm going to be looking up anyway, I can write about that same stuff. Now, the, the, the reality, though, is I have a full-time job and I have a family. So I decided this go-round, if I'm going to seriously pursue this as a business, 
then I need to treat it like a business. And I needed to face the reality that I can't, I can't do every single thing myself. There are going to be business expenses. So I just need to be smart about that. So I would come up with my topics and I'll decide which ones I'm going to write about and which ones I'm going to outsource. And I will, I will actually um, pay somebody to write an article for me on that particular topic. Um, and then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll vet the article to make sure it wasn't just, you know, plagiarized content, but that's, that's been a big thing. So that's allowed me to have a vault, if you will, of, um, of articles of, of content written, ready to be turned into video. So that's, that's step one. I have a lot of articles already that, that still haven't been turned into these, you know, three videos a week, uh, from there. Then I, um, I was making the videos using um, uh, Premiere Pro until mm -hmm. a friend of mine who reviews software uh, put me on to um, this, this online platform ca called, uh, they're called Vidnami now. And so Vidnami allows me to take these articles and it really cuts down the uh, video creation process. And so I just, I, I really just assembly line the whole thing. I'll have things written and then one day I'll, I'll record a couple um, of the voiceovers. Uh, another day I might uh, edit those voiceovers, take out all my mistakes and whatnot. And then I have a folder where all those, all that audio is, is that's prepped and ready to go it's ready for video, um, then I'll take that and I'll put it into a source like uh, Vidnami. Um, and then speaking of that, I, I have somebody who will periodically, I'll, I'll pay them what I think is a small amount for them to go into Vidnami and prep the, uh, the scenes. Um, that just cuts down on time for me uh, to, to, to complete a video because Vidnami will, will source different uh, scenes and whatnot, but they don't always align with the content. And so she will go in there and she'll help um, make sure that the the uh, the visuals align a lot better. And then I'll go in um, afterward, after my voiceover is done and everything, I'll go in and do the final um, edit on those. And, um, and then that's a completed video. So, so that's really my, my process. And and because I'm not on camera, I can do that almost at any, any time. Anytime I have, you know, a little bit of time carved out, sometimes I wake up at the crack of dawn or dawn hasn't even cracked. <laughs> it's like two, three in the morning and I can go, you know, into my office and I can work on some videos um, and just keep that vault, um, you know, <laughs> What's a, what's a word? Keep that vault uh, stocked. There we go. I'll go with that one. Ah, shit. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much um, that's pretty much my process now. So it's kind of like streamline your process, and now you're like outsourcing things. Yes. Uh, so you're able to get more done. Uh, yeah, because I, I remember at the beginning of it all, and you were like stockpiling uh, videos, mm -hmm. man, uh, so that you could also not feel as though you were being rushed to get stuff out too. So that, that was definitely, definitely, definitely really good. I remember talking about that a few times. It's just like, yo, Andrew, just, just do it. Just go, man. Just go. Um, <laughs> yeah. One of the few times, one of the few times I can actually say, yeah, it's good. You didn't listen to me all the other times though. You probably should have listened <laughs> to me, but, but that one, <laughs> that one, that, that time, is a, that was, that was a good one. That was a good time to not listen to me. Well, and, I, um, and you know, I think the key, as you know, I'm still on this, this journey. Like it, I haven't hit any payoff uh, just yet with this, but for me, this iteration of, of the let's teach project was me learning from all of the other things, whether, yeah. whether they were YouTube related or not. Yeah. There were a lot of different things I tried and they didn't work out. And I had to really reflect and, and, and say, why didn't it work out? And what role did I play in it not working out? And a, and a huge part of it was 
patience. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, what do I need to do to counteract the fact that I'm not the most patient guy? Well, one thing to do, delay the launch so that you have a, a stockpile of videos ready to go. That was one big thing. And then the other thing is, well, I have to look at my current reality. I, I go to work every day. Mm-hmm. I have a family. There are obligations around that. So that shouldn't impede my, my progress. So what do I need to do to ensure that I can, I can keep the momentum going with this project um, and still um, keep up with my daily responsibilities? And so that was why I you know, uh, decided to opt this particular style of video decided to outsource certain things. Um, all of that, though, was just in response to all the, the reasons why the, the, the other projects didn't pan out. You had to adapt the business mm-hmm. around your, your current reality, around the, uh, and current responsibilities. Speaking of that, how are you actually managing um, because it's, it's a lot of content, man, because I, I can only imagine the amount of research that you might be doing to uh, put these things together, um, whether that's research in someone else that you're going to grab to kind of help you build things or, or research on a topic that you're going to cover and go over, um, and, and just the amount of notes that you must have. How are you managing the time of that with the time of being a husband and being a father and, uh, and having to also go to work? Well, so it really starts with the fact that my, my wife has supported me in this effort or these efforts a thousand percent. Mm. That's, that's key for me because especially since they haven't all worked out, um, or they've had varying degrees of success at some point, you know, you could be in a situation where your spouse who was, who started out on your side is finally like, you know what, just give it, give it up. You know, you, you've got a job, it's making good, you're making good money. So why are you still messing with this stuff? I don't get that from her. So that allows me to take some time and do my research, Right. Um, because it does mean that I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be present all the time. Even if we're sitting down and we're watching TV, I may be on my, my phone and a question has popped in my head and I'm, I'm right there in the moment. Uh, let me look this up real quick. So, so, so that definitely happens and it's not, it's not an issue. Now it doesn't mean that I, I neglect them, but sometimes I do step away. It may be. 20, 30 minutes, I've kind of stepped away uh, mentally from, th- from them um, so that I can look up something. The, o- the other thing, though, is it's not work for me to do that because, like I said earlier, that's me. That's just how I'm wired. I have questions, and for me, a question that just goes unanswered um, becomes a problem for me. So I ha- it's like I, I have to get the answer. So the, the, the hunt, earlier I said I don't really have any hobbies. I, I guess you could say researching is, is a bit of a hobby for me because I, I, I just want to get to the answer. So, so that's, that's the beginning of all that. But I think because, you know, we live in an, uh, an information age, it's the perfect uh, time for me. Getting that information is so easy. There are times I'll get, I'll, I'll do something on, um, I'll look something up on my phone and I'll save the website on the phone or I'll put some notes in, in, my, in my phone so that later on when I have some time, I can actually dedicate to reading the article or turning these notes into, into a script. Um, I, I've already done some of the pre-work. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think because this is how I'm wired anyway, um, I can do this. I can do the research on the fly. And then when it comes to um, outsourcing some of it, I never approach somebody and I'm like, 
well, can you just come up with some articles? I, I give them the topics. So, but that part's easy. Cause like I said, I have the questions anyway. Um, I'll sometimes I'll get on Fiverr as is the site I use the most now. And originally I would get on Fiverr and I would just go through some of, uh, I would do a, a, an article write, writing search. And then I would just go through people's, um, um, their profile, their profile. Okay. Yes. So I would go through their profile and I would read their, if they, if they had, um, a portfolio, I would check out the portfolio, but I would really read their, um, their reviews and read their, the little bio. And I've actually been able to find uh, this one particular um, writer that that I work closely with. She stood out because she was someone like me, meaning she was someone who was trying to get her her little her business up and running, and her pricing wasn't very high. So I reached out to her. She didn't have a lot of reviews. I reached out to her and I asked her if she could send me a, um, uh, an example, um, a writing sample. Uh -huh. And the, the, the writing was just, was quality. And it, it, it blew my mind. I'm like, and she's in another country. I was trying to understand why she was charging so little to write such an article. But anyway, I, I went ahead and, um, I reached out to her and I gave her a sample um, project. And I was like, if this works out, then, you know, I definitely, I would definitely use you on a consistent basis. And what she returned was just, it was phenomenal. I mean, I, I couldn't have nice. written it better myself. Um, and I noticed she would ask, she would tell me as time went on, she would say, um, you know, I, I apologize for the, the, the delay in the latest article. I'm, I'm just, uh, fact checking right now <laughs> and finally i asked her i was like what, what does that mean when you say you're fact checking she's like well i have a rule that um i have to be able to find this information or, or three different sources have to be able to corroborate you know what i'm trying to say <laughs> the information <laughs> uh -huh. before i go with it and so i'm like man the that's awesome because what I was doing is I would get an article back and then I'm doing all of that, you know, vetting of it if, if it's not um, something I've written. And she was already doing it. Yeah, she's, she's doing it. But the process was basically it's kind of a diamond in the rough hunt. And, and I've been able to find a couple people and you only need a couple. I mean, you probably just need one. Uh huh. Um, but I've been able to find a couple uh, people who are those diamond, diamonds in the rough, and they, they are me. Uh, who are, They're just trying to get something up and running. And I always present it like that. Like, look, I'm trying to. This is an investment on my end. I don't know that it's going to pay off. It looks like you're trying to do the same thing. Let's join forces and see, you know, if, if, if my success turns into your success. Who knows? So... So yeah, that's that's part of the I guess the the way I've been able to um balance it is I can do things on the fly because of the style of video and because it's they're on topics that I'm already interested in. They're satis satisfying my curiosity. So that part's not work. The work comes in with producing the final video. All right, cool stuff, man. Well, let me let me ask you this, and we'll we'll, we'll actually end on this. Um, as far as someone that is trying to become a a content creator, trying to use YouTube for their business, let's let's see if you can break down three, just three of your top tips or top top recommendations based on your experience. What would those be? Uh, shoot. Number one would have to be patience. Um, especially if your goal is to just make money online. It's not necessarily a tool for like a consulting business or something like that. You're hoping that you're going to 
generate revenue from the, the video itself, then I think patience is the key. Uh, it's something that I've had to learn. And even though now the, the channel is, is uh, definitely picking up more subscribers, the videos are getting more views, I can put a video out and I'll get 10 views on the first day. And then it just goes to sleep. And then all of a sudden I look and it's just gained some serious momentum. And then before you know it, you're at a thousand views. What happened? I don't know, mm -hmm. but I know based on past experience, I never would have witnessed that due to my lack of patience. So just because you put something out there, if you don't have a loyal, a huge loyal following already, don't expect that it's just going to garner huge views and, and um, you're going to meet your objective right off the bat. It, it's going to take some time. So that's, that's one. Um, another one for me has been successful channels are, are helpful as far as information, if you're if you're trying to get some information on how to grow your channel and whatnot, turning to those successful channels is good. But if you start to measure your progress or your success against theirs, it will it could possibly kill your motivation because you you I'm sure there are certain channels that you uh, you subscribe to you um, you frequent their videos. And you'll see a video is dropped. It's been dropped five minutes ago. And then you look and you see they have a thousand views. And you're like, I put out a video last week and I got 10 views so far. This is crazy. It, it can kill your momentum. So you, you definitely want to compare, compare yourself to yourself. So look at videos that um, you, you did last month. Uh, and, and look at how many views you were getting on your channel a month ago or, or 90 days ago and compare it to how things are now. If you're seeing that there's an upward trend, then keep doing what you're doing. But if you're if you compare your channel to big, successful channels that have, you know, thousands of, of uh, subscribers, then, yeah, you're 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 going to feel inadequate <laughs> and you're going to you're going to want to quit. Uh, what would be a third one? I think what's helping my channel right now is I finally focused it on something that truly appeals to me on an everyday basis. Mm -hmm. So the original videos were centered around things that related to my profession. And that's, that's all good, but I'm not dealing with that every minute of every day. I'm not I'm not in instructional type stuff, teacher related stuff all the time. I, there are times where I just want to. Well, why is it called a Formula One car? <laughs> I'm going to look that up. <laughs> just random information. That's what the channel is is focused on now, um, because I realize there, there are a lot of people out there like me that just they're they're interested in this just random topics. So I think if you're able to find something uh, or build your channel around something that, uh, that you love, I think that's the best way to put it, then it's going to feel aspects of growing the channel will feel less like work. It is going to be work. It's going to be time consuming. Uh, if you go my route where you, you outsource some of these things, then yeah, it's, you're going to be spending some money, but if the core of it is satisfying to you, meaning, hey, I'd probably be doing some of this anyway, then I think that will uh, allow it to, it'll give it a chance to actually pay off. And it'll give it longevity. I just thank you for your time. Uh, it's a Sunday, so I don't want to, I don't want to take any, any rest of your time and the rest of the, your, your, uh, your, your day off well, quote unquote day off so yeah man I, I, I appreciate this I appreciate the, the, the call and the conversation man yeah man uh, I, thank I, you thank you a lot yeah th th this was good definitely I uh, appreciate you re reaching out 
and um you know if, if it can help somebody else uh meet their goals then shoot i'm i'm all for it you know i i tell people we're all in this life together we're just we're trying to figure it out so the more we can do to support each other um the better off we'll be so I, i'm all about that yes sir and, and where where can people find you well, the channel is um, Let's Teach. Uh, if if anybody wanted to shoot me an email for some reason, uh, then um, <laughs> you're gonna have to edit this out. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting the, the, the question. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Why do you come for me? <laughs> what do I do? Oh shoot. <laughs> yeah so the channel is is let's teach um if they ever wanted to anybody wanted to reach out to me um my the my email would be uh let's teach the number two day at gmail.com i'm revamping my social media because it was at first it was just dedicated to teachers um and so now that i'm not just focused on that that audience um I'm, I'm working on revamping that so that's not quite ready yet but uh definitely stop stop by the channel um and if you're able to put you know maybe a link in the in the show notes i don't know how po podcasts work but <laughs> i i can give you a link to uh, to put there oh uh, yeah definitely i'll make sure whatever whatever you get me i will put it into the show notes so, again man thanks Yes, sir. Thank you. So that was a conversation with my good friend, Andrew Bonaparte. And I do believe that conversation happened in November of 2020. So there were a couple of things that we did discuss that were kind of, I, I guess you can say they're 2020 specific. Um, but a lot of that stuff is applicable to just about anything and at any time. If you got something from our conversation, if in any way it was inspiring, if it was helpful, please let me know. Depending on your podcasting player of choice, go ahead and, and put something in the comments, like it, heart it, thumbs up it, whatever, whatever the case may be. I want to continue to just just get better. I want to get better. So any thoughts, any constructive criticism, <laughs> please go ahead. And if you're able to put that down in the comments also. So until next time, guys, uh, thank you so very much for listening and just continue on your journey to awesome. I guarantee you, if you take the time and put in the effort, you will get there. All right, everybody. 